you follow core values, you know what I mean, maturity and discipline, then you can succeed. Hit the blood, blood, blood. Live. Here we go. We're back. Welcome back to the Block Podcast. It's Bobby Dose, the Network King. Bobby Dose, you my boy. It's Kenneth Cortez. Yes, sir. We are here. We have Eric Large in the building with us today. Simon. Welcome, G welcome. Rap legend. Ah, stop it. Huh? <laughs> Come on, man. It depends what you're talking about, man. <laughs> i tell you what I'm talking about. I was a teenager. Can't remember the exact year, but. I walked in the gym, saw this guy playing basketball. We're kind of doing an open gym between mm -hmm. AU teams and coaches, whatever. I just see a man pull from the volleyball line. <laughs> I'm talking about, this is like, you know, clearly before that. This Gilbert Arenas era. Like, okay, all right. And, I, and that's funny. I played against Gilbert. I figured, college. like, for real. Like, that's right? what, that's what she reminded yeah. me of. I was like, mm -hmm. man, he got that Gilbert Arenas. And I'm talking about, he pulled up. When, matter of fact, Paul I, when y'all was doing the league, that's what it was. Paul I, bro, he about pulled up from the, I, hey. from the uh, volleyball line. Oh, yeah. Whap. Came back. Whap again. I said, <laughs> whap. I said, oh, right. it's like that. So. Right. Might have to listen to this man. man you know? right. I knew this <laughs> man was, a, I knew he was a, success, a successful man. So I, 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 I had to tap in, man. I appreciate that's you coming. A while ago. No, no problem. Yeah. It's good to be here. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So definitely, I mean, we can dive back in. We're back at the Mobile Lab home base. Yes, yes. You know, yes, how does yes. it feel to be back on the air, Bobby? Let me know how you feel. Man, you know, it's refreshing. Uh, yeah. I want to I wanna get more consistent, to be honest. Let's get one, okay. once a week going. You know why? Because it's like everything happens so so fast. The world now is updating so fast. So right, right, right. It's like part of my life, part of my schedule. It makes me feel good. Thursday, Friday is how we're doing it. So yeah. I want to come back and do more. Come back and do more. I love that. We're talking about core values today. Mm -hmm. um, Eric Large, you being a coach, mm -hmm. um, preaching core lives. You have two books out right now that we're going to get to later. Yes. Um, one, Defining Moments of Manhood. That mm -hmm. was your first book, correct? Yes. Um, and then what's the second one? The second one is, is called Who's Taking Care of Our Daughters. So initially when I wrote the first book, Defining mm -hmm. Moments of Manhood, I was working at Meyer for yeah. about seven years as an accountant, mm -hmm. an in-store accountant and whatnot. And um, I just, I, I knew I had to leave Meyer and get out of the corporate world and dive right. back into the community. Yeah. My brother was a principal at the time. He's still a principal. He was a mm -hmm. principal at William C. Abney Academy. Mm -hmm. And I just knew it was time for me to leave that that yeah. that, that um, lane. I just said, yes. okay, it's cool. I made a lot of money here and there. But for me, as a man, and, and, and the jewels I can drop to people, because I was really like training older people, adults, right. literally be in my office and people would sit down and tell me about their problems. Mm -hmm. So if I'm Dr. Phil for, for older people, let me go Dr. <laughs> Phil some kids. Kids, like, that's where you know it matters, I mean? right? Yeah, yeah so something. I can get them right. before they get to this. Perfect. So, hey, that's, so that's, that's I, it, man. Yeah, so I ended up walking away from Meyer. I said I yeah. retired at 34 from Meyer. <laughs> and, the, and the irony of it, it was 4th of July. The right, Independence okay. Day. No, I walked out. I'm free now. I'm you know, free. <laughs> look. So, so I walked away from <laughs> no, Meyer, right. which is Meyer's a great company. And I saw the structure and how they they were going, but it wasn't yes. for me. So I walked away. Two weeks later, I woke up at like 4:30 in the morning, 
and I had I had an outline in my head, and it was mm-hmm. an introduction to manhood. I was seeing how young young boys right. were not growing into being successful men, right. and so I just wrote an outline uh, of ten chapters, and right. then I said I'm gonna go back and dive into it. But a lot of times, a lot of stuff come to me when you in solitude. I, I, I tell people sometimes when you're lonely, you get the most clarity. And so, yeah, so that's I real. woke up at like four thirty, wrote the outline, and then two weeks later, I just went to the library, consistent, like meditation, prayer, and listen to some music, and then I just, the pen started flowing. And right. so, with defining moments of manhood, it's really the data the data I collected throughout my my life. Mm-hmm. And so, in these chapters, you will see. Um, I would tell people, I would tell stories of my friends who didn't make it right. to where I was at, and what's the reason? So, uh, so uh, I speaking can, of mm-hmm. that, real quick, I don't mean to cut no, no you problem, off, no but we're gonna we're gonna dive back man. and we're gonna save the meat later, man. Look, when I go, he was diving, he was diving in. I'm I'm good. I'm bad. Ask some questions. Don't give him everything now. Front right out the gate. Look, speaking of speaking of even what what guided you into writing the book because I was gonna dive right back in. Right. What you know, I called you Grandpa's Legend just because of how I met you. Right. You know what consisted of that like walk us through your your upbringing as okay. far as you know where your basketball likeness started so to to start it all off I'm I come from a nuclear family which is you know two parent home whatever but I grew up in the hood I grew up on Dickinson I literally was 1047 Dickinson that's crazy that's where I was yeah that's where I from first 6 years mm-hmm. of my life 1047 Dickinson then I moved like by Garfield or whatever mm-hmm. so I so I went to Dickinson Iroquois and Ottawa all right so, you know, growing up in the 80s, early uh, mid-80s and early 90s, you know, it's different than it is now because, like, the community will raise you. You know what I'm saying? It will be more so it takes a village to raise a child. And your parents Turn wouldn't be mind. mad at uh, somebody else if you get a, in trouble, then so-and-so down the street can whoop you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I literally, I came up with, it was corporal punishment. People, you'll get a paddle. They don't have that now. I'm not saying that because somebody can misuse it with the, with the abuse, but... So, just growing up in the inner city, what's the cheapest sport to play? Is what? Basketball. Basketball. Like you need some gym shoes and a ball, and you go to the park. It's the right. cheapest sport to play. So, that's why a lot of, you know, young African-Americans gravitate to basketball, because all you can do is go to the park and work on your game. You can now, they, they the really... The real sport. game yeah. of basketball, too. Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, like you, yeah. you need now, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. more people to football. Right, right, right. <laughs> you can go, and, 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 yeah, and I tell real. people, I used to shoot a thousand shots a, a day, so you, it's funny that you say... I was shooting from when I crossed Duh. the court, but I literally shot a thousand shots a day, you know. So, but so basketball, I was, I was successful. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, I won a state championship at Ottawa Hills, which 97. before before we won it, it hadn't been done in thirty years, sixty eight, sixty nine. So it was like twenty eight years from anybody from the west side of the state to win a state championship, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was successful in that, you know, all city, all conference, all state, and I was. I was nominated to McDonald's game, you know, of course the nomination. So they nominate X amount of people throughout the country. So I was blessed to get that. But the one thing that I'm going to tell everybody out there listening, I never talk about basketball. You know, I'm, I leave legacies, you know what I mean? So that's just one part of my life. And right. I tell kids at school that, you know, because people, I can always pull that card out and use that Trump card as a, yeah, I'm a basketball player, X, Y, Z. Yeah, I'm, I was in the all-decade team, Grampus Press, everything like that. But I rarely talk about that because I'm really looking to the – I'm going up to – when one the door closed, yeah. it's something It's time else. to move yeah, on to really the next thing. And you right. will find people – some people would just, well, can be just stuck on that. A lot of people are like, why you don't talk about that? 
because it's more to life than just right. that. I feel like people gym. that aren't still producing things get stuck and hung right. up on the past. Right. And if you're still producing new works, right. you're still inspiring mm. new people, you don't have to keep talking about the past. You right. let other people right. float mm-hmm. about your past. Right. And I feel that, man. Like that's That's part of... Being a responsible, productive adult, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people that they, they'll just walk around and just brag. Mm-hmm. I right. did this, I did right. that, you know, and it's look where I've been, right? right. Look what I was, yeah. right? And nobody wants to see that, man. So, like, a part of defining moments of manhood, right. you know, or something like that, or raising daughters mm-hmm. is to teach them that right. you have to keep moving, life keeps moving on, mm-hmm. and it's right. gonna leave you stuck in the past mm-hmm. if you don't. Mm-hmm. I dig it, man. Building avenues and building doors for the next. Right. I like it. Yeah. I love right. It. Mm-hmm. So where did you go after Ottawa? So I attended the Jackson State University. Hey, right. Jackson the, State. The, the, I ain't gonna lie. Fun fact, I got a full ride to Jackson State out of high school, right. but I didn't go because Hurricane Katrina happened. The biggest mistake wow. of my life. Mm-hmm. I wow. went to Grand Valley State instead for scholarship money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't yeah, Katrina, know. Katrina I should have been down there. That's crazy, man. Kidding it. You know what I'm saying? Deion Sanders there now. Man. Us, man. Hey, look, look. We got that. Look, we can have the... We got the number 40th recruiting class yes. in all of college football. Yes. Not just HBCU. Got an ESPN nod yeah. now. Oh, yeah. It's on. It's on. You know, but it's you know, going down. You know, That's but, all it takes, though. Yeah. That, that, that's right. them seeds that we got to plant and mm-hmm. really, really keep finding them. I, I really firmly believe that. So people actually ask me, why did, I, why did I go to Jackson State? Well, I'm a legacy. My mom and dad, my brother was yeah. down there every time. So my parents are from Mississippi. So as a child, I would go see... Uh, go to get football games and you will see the bands mm-hmm. and everything like that mm-hmm. because I had other offers. I had like over 15 offers right. from like mid-majors and stuff like that but at the end of the day at that time like Lindsey Hunter had went to the NBA mm. then they had sent like three people because everybody once they play a sport you want to get to the top of the game. Right. So I saw people going to the NBA from Jackson State. My brother's at school at that time in Jackson. Um, all my family my grandmother can come watch me play you know, so I had family still down there, so it was a no-brainer. But I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to attend HBCU because I, I just saw what they instilled in every individual. And I, I did a radio bit about three, four years ago, and I told them, I explained, at an HBCU, nothing against a PWI, you know, poor, uh, uh, well, I'm saying poor, what? Poor Prestige. Predominantly. <laughs> yeah, predominantly white. <laughs> that's funny, right? Predominantly white right. institution. Yeah. But... Like at a Grand Valley, yeah. When you in Toledo, right? Yep. You were the, it, you're a social security number, right? Right. You know what I mean? You, yep. you that, that, at Jackson State and all HBCUs, you get to know your professor, your dean, whoever the department chair. Mm-hmm. They literally come down and cuss you out if you're not in class. Right. They knocking on your door. Where you, where, it's love, right? You know, so you will see that, and I'm like, dang. And so I and, and, and I'm telling kids right now and students right now, try it out. And I tell people this, I hate to be in education, but school is not for everybody. Following instructions is. So when you go to a job and you have a job interview, they want to know if you got a degree, but the degree, you're going to get retrained on the job anyway. Can you follow the instructions? But the degree, let you know. Yeah. I, Did you I complete? Finished. I finished. I, finished. Yeah, I completed. completed. You started. I got a, I got a marketing yeah. degree, and now I'm back in education. Right. But I can, I can get the job because of my degree. Right. You know what right. I mean? So That's I try to something. Yeah. 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 So like like I say, I'm not doing calculus on 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 the right. job right now. Even though I took calculus. Right. You know, and I finished calculus. Yeah. But I'm not doing that. But they see it, I finished something, and I talk about that in defining moments as well. Hey, one you gotta finish right hey, Look, Shout one of the out, most man. important moments of my life in college was me almost quitting 
because I didn't fit in. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, I, the school wasn't teaching me what I needed, trying to do a major that really wasn't sitting right with me. I was discouraged, right. like Man. most kids are. Man. You get in and then you realize, I'm probably gonna change my degree probably two or three times, I'm gonna change <laughs> my major. Cause everybody does it. But when you go in, bright eye, bushy right. tail, you know, nose wide open, right. you don't understand those things. Mm-hmm. And I got sat down by my dad mm-hmm. and one of my uncles and they both told me the same thing. And they was like, you gotta finish this. Mm-hmm. You ain't finished mm-hmm. shit in your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you gotta finish this. Right. Otherwise you ain't gonna go nowhere. And it's not because college means a whole bunch. Right. It's because exactly what you just said. It shows me that you are dedicated and it shows me that you can follow through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what's necessary, man. Getting these kids to, I was a assistant coordinator at um, the, the Seedman Center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we dealt with Paul I, that right. was our other branch. Right. And then there was one on the West right, Side, right, uh, right. Uh, Style Center, yeah. uh, Boys and Girls Club. And they same thing, yeah. every day with them kids, man. Mm-hmm. Like you got to finish. Mm-hmm. Why are you dropping out at 17? What's right. the point? Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Just go yeah, ahead and get through this. this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, even at Toledo, like I was frustrated because yeah. of football, and mm-hmm. I had 15, 16 core credits with doing football right. every semester. Right, right. And so I'm like, you know, people talking about, oh, how this is uh, a free ride, free ride, man, free ride. Free ride. Yeah, all right, I'm gonna tell you about a free ride. <laughs> Listen, when you wake up at five, five o'clock, five thirty. Right. You, you wake up and get there. Mm-hmm. But what was crazy was like, just like it's the fact that you wrote it in your book. You got a story about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm over here waiting. Let me tell my, you know what I mean? Because yeah, the same right. token is like, I started with psychology. And then I was like, ah, they made me do so much sociology. I didn't want to keep doing psychology. So then I dipped off into criminal justice. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I was so far into criminal justice. It was like my sophomore year. Now I'm kind of feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. I don't want to now start all over again and have to take right. more years, you know, back. So then I finished it, but didn't really want to stay in criminal justice. But the right. fact that I finished that degree is like, Again, it, it tells means people, something. I, I knew that I can finish no matter how hard it was. I just wanted to finish that right. process. No, it means okay. something. And just just as you said, like everybody's not fit for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, like but it's, fit it's for just, instruction. But That's fit huge, for instruction. Man. That's huge. That's it. That's it. Y'all were looking for a quotable today. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't know if you got that in the book specifically, Look, but that's a quotable hey. right here from Mr. Large. Shit, we see why he in charge. Chief yes, joke of the day too. We we'll yeah. give you that one. We we'll give you that one too. Right. Look, right. anybody, <laughs> anybody need a three on three uh, partner? Call him in. Man, I, he, my, he said, I don't know about the knees today. What was the last time you played? Competitively, they had a, we had a church league about a year and a half before COVID. We ended up winning it. It was they had so eight of the churches in the Grandpa's area, and I attend New Hope, and we ended up winning. And so it's chestnut checkers. If the gang close, I run on three, four, threes, you know and then I, mean? I walk it up. He said, ain't no shot clock. Right. Like, ain't no shot clock in there. They like, why? I'm swinging the ball, swinging the ball, and I run I'm off. Just keep waiting. Yeah, we end up winning it. But um, but since I'm the head girls coach at EK, I, I'm I'm really trying to give more instructions and getting out there. Plus, I'm 41 now, but I make sure one thing: I, I dunk every year after my birthday. So I don't know. So my brother, forty six, he still can dunk. He still, my brother, forty six years old, and still can dunk. Who's doing that? Dunking anniversaries. So no, I just try to make sure I put (laughs) one. That's not dunk contest. No, right. Get up there with your hands on it. Because at some point you have to know your mortality. You won't be putting it down no more. You know. You know who's undefeated? Father time. Right. Then again, gotta get that CMOS. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this seat boss, Dr. Sevy jumping on right. desk with your kneecaps. Right, hey. right. Bro, you just see that video? I did not. And I was going to ask you, uh, to get back to it, um, 
Have you seen Destroy a Black Boy? Mm-mm. It's a documentary. I got to check. Dr. Kanjufu mm-hmm. on YouTube. Well, you know, Dr. Kanjufu, my mom had brought him up years, 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 years ago. So um, I got to check that out. Let me, let me put this. Let me yeah, write that destroy, one down. Destroy a Black Boy. And it, it's, it's real interesting. How to Destroy a Black Boy. Yeah. Uh, 1984, fact yeah. check me. Yeah, 84, 88 for sure. Yeah. Nah, solid, solid work. And that's, I mean, that's what it's about. We all have different inspirations, but all the inspirations are speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. They're saying the same things. You know, there's certain points that you get to in life where you have to make certain decisions. Right. And these decisions are going to compound later on in your life. You know, you're either going to go left or you're going to go right. Right, right. You're either going to do it or you're not. Or you're going to try to stay in the middle and you're not going to go nowhere. Exactly. You're going to straddle the fence and then you're going to be stuck there clinging on to the past. Oh, I was great at football (laughs) in high school. Who cares? We 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, what has that done for you lately? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, So, I mean, at at that point, like, people need to understand at a young age, that's what got me in. I was a life coach at uh, Goodwill Industries before Mm -hmm. I went Mm -hmm. to the Seedman Center. And I was teaching adults. Very same. Uh, very similar, I should say. And, like, it was cool. 16 and up, mm-hmm. troubled youth, you know, that were getting out there, were aging out. Nobody wanted mm-hmm. them. Um, come to me. I got you, you know. Um, adults, though, that would be running a successful business for 30 or 40 years. Now the market crashed. Right. What am I going to do? I don't know nothing else. Yeah. Come to me. I got you. Yeah. People moving in fresh from Africa or Japan or wherever, you know what I'm saying? I got you. We're going to get on Google. You know, yeah. and we go, and we gonna get this work. We gonna translate, and you know. But then I was like, something clicked. I need to be starting from here though, mm-hmm. so they don't have these problems at thirty or forty years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the, it's in the youth. Everybody knows, and this cliche is all hell to say it. You know, mm-hmm. but it starts with the kids. It does. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how when we're talking about Jackson State, then you moved on past Jackson mm-hmm. State. What did you do directly after? Did you jump straight into coaching? No, or? I would say I still was playing. I really was still okay. pursuing oh, my dream. Ball. I still was playing. So I had, I worked off a CBA team. I had mm-hmm. a couple overseas offers. So when I got to Gary, still heads in the CBA before the G League, D League or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because um, we had the we had the hoops, grabbers hoops. I didn't want to yeah. play it in yeah. time, even though I knew the coach. And um, so I went to Gary, worked out, vet camp, did everything like that. But when the NBA made cuts, it's a trickle-down effect. Yeah. You know, so they agent to come in like, well, he need to play X, Y, Z minutes, whatever, whatever. So I did that. It was like October 2002. Yeah, 2002. I came back to my mom's house. I would go up to the school. They're like, you want to help out with coaching? So I started coaching at Ottawa Hills. And um, uh, so they took off from Gilbert. there. Yeah, yeah. with Coach Gilbert. Yeah. I started helping out. Miss Carter was coaching the girls. And this, that's when the girls was playing in the fall and the boys was playing in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I was the head assistant for girls and the head assistant with boys and also coaching the boys' freshman squad. So I knew right then that I I come from a family of educators as well. Right. So, I, you know, if you're an educator, you love to see the light bulb go on. Mm-hmm. So in coaching, the same way. You know, you want to see if you teach somebody to do this and they start doing it, it's, it's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So that's when I did that. I But I, I have a business degree. I, I currently own, I have three business, three companies or whatever, but... I started doing real estate, made a lot of money in real estate, worked for Meyer, and so, but I knew I needed to get back to diving back into the community. Yeah. Because that's, you know, you have to. If you don't dive back into the community, they forget about you, about, you know, then you're just a myth or a legend or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, and, and I tell people, me being an author, I love to go speak to classrooms because they're not going to read Moby Dick. 
You know what I mean? They're not gonna read right. uh, the great the, the the great Gatsby or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. But then they see me on the cover, and then they can actually ask me a question: How did you feel about? It? How did you write a book? Right. I can do that. That's fulfilling, yeah. for real. And I know, and I know my text is simple. You know, like I said, we talk about core values and instruction and maturity and all this stuff that people need to know. Mm -hmm. There's no perfect blueprint in parenting and everything like that, but we need to guide these kids the right way. Right. That's it. But, uh, Coaching is huge on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mm -hmm. got to start because, again, you I've learned from on any team I've been on, usually at the end of the conversation, you know, when the coach would get you the last talk, they'd be like, you know, we're not just mm -hmm. here just to play on this play on this team we're here to be better men or be better right. as a son or be better in your family like a lot of a lot of my core values come from any team i've been on right uh, especially once we got into college because that's like some guys don't even, didn't even come from a background of a mom dad right. so like them head coaches that's in college like they really trying to right i'm not gonna say all because some most likely your position coaches your, your head coach he on a whole nother agenda Right. But yeah, yeah, them yeah. position coaches he usually got that ship. idea got like, no, nah, we got to help some of these really, right. some of these still boys right here, you know what I mean? And, and we trying mm -hmm. to really cultivate them into being men for real. So yeah. a lot of, I, I love coaches that know I like to dive in and, and get fulfillment from that light bulb going on. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's, I started coaching in 2014. I came back from Europe and that was kind of the first thing. Like, it was like I was trying to give them the mm -hmm. same, you know, you got the animosity yeah. trying to show them how to do it too. Right. But then it's like, I'm going to fall back and let them, and let me see Right. Let them see it, and once yep. that light bulb go off, it's a whole nother feeling. It's right. a whole nother feeling when they do Inspiring. it. Inspiring, you know? inspire one, Inspiring right? One. Inspire Gotta one. Shout that out. Yes, you always yes, catch yes. us. Hashtag hit the block. <laughs> hit the block. We are in the hit Mobile the Lab Studio, the home base of the Mobile Lab Studio. Yes, yes. Catch us on Facebook, catch mm -hmm. us on Instagram and Twitter. The Block Podcast. The Block Podcast. T H A Block Podcast. Once again, we have Eric Large in the building. Um, author now double book author at mm -hmm. this point now making mm -hmm. waves uh, has been a coach state champion the whole nine um so we're gonna dive right back in like okay. you know the coaches as far as being a girl's coach mm -hmm. a lot of guys will sit around with locker room talk and think that it's a woman's place to be a girl's coach mm -hmm. how do you feel about that now i think me end up coaching girls mm -hmm. is kind of divine, <laughs> right? Because I end up writing my second book, and it's like literally some of the chapters that I, I the, who's taking care of our daughters is, is about princesses trying to become queens. But I deal with a lot of a lot of real issues in this book. You know, mm -hmm. if you read this book, you're gonna cry. I cried when I wrote the book, or whatever. So. I feel like I jinxed myself. You know what I mean? Damn, now, now I'm like, like my team is loaded. I like my whole starting five are talented. Should be playing Division mm -hmm. One. Um, I got one player ranked 46 in ESPN right now. Okay. You know, but it's not even about the basketball, man. With right. the, when you coaching girls, it's they go through so many issues mm -hmm. that blew my mind. I actually, I I'm I'm a milder coach. While I'm coaching girls, because when you coach a boy, man, get your ass back on D. <laughs> you get snap. Literally with girls, you, I call a timeout. I have to talk to each girl for ten seconds. Keep rebounding. Way to shoot the ball. I never knew that. For every one negative, you need to get ten positive. And it's and yeah. and, and, and and so I talked to a, another successful coach. He told me he said it's the emotional part of it. You know, they want to fulfill. They might not. It's and I didn't know that. It's hormonal. Everything like that. Now I have two daughters. I right. can't coach my, my. I got a thirteen year old, and she's very skilled. My wife like you need to coach, put more into it. But 
it's mine, so I might go extra hard, and then I start seeing that. This ain't no might there. You yeah. will. Yeah, you know that. You so will. I'm going. So, I, so <laughs> what I do is, I, I I put her with good friends of mine who can train and can right. coach. You know, because right. she eventually she's gonna play for me. Right. And she's in my locker room. She see how tough I am on my on my team. But right now, I'm, I'm, if you like it, then it's cool. Have fun. Right. You know, have fun. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So now coaching girls. People like, well, you get you winning. I'm you successful. You winning the conference. You winning it. Mm-hmm. They don't see the behind the scenes. Girls, you I literally we, we sit down 15 minutes. Talk, how was your day? I'm doing all of this type stuff. Usually, with the, when I'm coaching boys, be here on the line three o'clock. Suicides. At, boom. We gonna get yeah, it. Yeah, girls, it's you gotta bring them into it, and then they run into a wall for you. But once you get them going, now the one thing that's good about coaching girls other than boys is because the attention and detail. Is more. It's you know? different. Yeah, so you, you, if you got the boys, you might have just a superb athlete that can get by. But with girls, they, if you like, you got to be at a 45-degree angle, you got you to gotta do an X cut, V cut, whatever, 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 they're going to do that. Yeah. And so once you get them online and do that. Growing up in the sport, sport world in general, like you notice it, mm-hmm. um, there are clear-cut differences between men's sports mm-hmm. and women's sports. Mm-hmm. Not saying that any woman... The best of the women can get right. up there and ball with the best of the men. We know that. Right, it's been right, proven and right, done. Right. Um, but it is a lot more attention to detail. Um, do you think that the tide is turning with the boys, though, too? Because the new crop of kids getting raised up under us, they're not getting whooped. You right. know? Not saying that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> you know, like it's probably a really good thing that they're <laughs> that, not getting whooped no more in a way. I got a chapter in this um, book about that. You know, <laughs> right, right. But like the, yeah. the ideas of parenting are ever evolving mm-hmm. in that. That forms itself in your coaching, though. Mm-hmm. Like you have to reach out to these kids. We we can't throw chairs on the court right. no more, like right. Bobby Knight. Right. You right. know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like right. that. It was, nobody's doing that. You can't right. get in these kids' faces and yell mm-hmm. at them no more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think personally that boys and girls they they they're starting to mesh a little bit more than right. they ever did. You know, right. especially when we were coming up. How do you how do you deal with that with the boys that are doing something different and need more one on one coaching? Well, it's well, you got a lot of prima donnas now. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like people think, <laughs> Straight I'm like looking that. like, you do. I'm Dude. really in the back of my mind like, you really don't have a game. I would destroy you. you lucky I'm not coming but up But the right NBA now. is like that too. It, and, and, and that's what it, it goes they watch back it. to. Yeah. So it goes back to they, yeah. they getting paid X amount of dollars. Uh-huh. You just see this, the thing with James Harden getting trade. He really demanded a trade. Right. Like, I'm not with no talent and all that. It's, After signing it, a multi-year yeah. extension. Like, and so, but, but, but. It did look bad. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. And, and it's sad. And so that's when you got to get down to the core mm-hmm. values. Like, I literally love Michael Jordan. You know, I, you know, you idolize him. But at the end of that, I had to listen to my dad. You right. know what I mean? And so now that I look at life, I'm my dad. You know what I mean? I'm married, kid, whatever, whatever. And, and the level of professionalism or work ethic, it was instilled in me at the crib. So right. then you would go to, like, you would tell a LeBron James story because LeBron didn't have a parent, but he clinged on to Coach Drew. You know what I mean? When he got with mm-hmm. Coach Drew, then that was this, the thing. So right. I got a chapter called Gravitational Pull, and, and, and it's science. You know, you got nature and nurture. So mm-hmm. it's science when you're dealing with raising these kids because you're going to like somebody's style. You're going you're gonna to mimic somebody. So make sure it's the right person you mimicking. Right. Okay, so evidently he got with... With Coach Drew, and then oh, he, oh, he, oh, he a good man. I'm going to follow this. I'm going to be a law-abiding citizen, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so he cleaned on to the right people. So the, so we need to push kids in the right direction instead of letting them gravity. Because you can be a 
you know, a, a product of your environment. And a lot of my friends mm-hmm. growing up were products of their environment and dead or in jail mm-hmm. because it's the natural gravitational pull that's going to pull you to, you're going to be attracted to right. selling drugs or gang banging or whatever, whatever. Easy or I got money. Five, mm-hmm. five, five, ten baby mamas or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to be intentional. So mm-hmm. that's where I come in as a coach or, or if I'm, I pull over on the street, I see some of the homies, man, you got to do this. Ooh, ooh. I'm just, because I think I'm on, on earth to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. As are we all. Man, I yeah. like that. Because I, I talk about people all the time where it's like, I was 275 mm-hmm. almost two years ago two years ago now. And so what got me down was the way I ate mm-hmm. and healthy and, mm-hmm. and, and sticking strictly to a discipline. But then it also fell off into like, who was I hanging around? Because right. I had left the corporate America world. We right. weren't going to the bars no more. We right. weren't having these just outlandish lunches and dinners yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now I'm 204. 203 mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and feeling better than ever. Yeah. So then I start saying like it's it's your, also your, your environment. So just talk about that and being clingy, like mm-hmm. to to what are you clinging to? Are mm-hmm. you know it's, you you you're gonna mimic something? You're gonna I ain't gonna mm-hmm. say you won't idolize something, but you're gonna right put a we mirror effect do. on something. Right. Right. right, right, right. So right. even including that, you know, writing a book is like that. You know, that's like creating a song. That's like mm-hmm. creating a body of work. Right. Who who did you have in mind of like I want this person to read this book first? And it was it was really just. Outside of yourself, obviously. Man, I'm gonna tell you like this: I sat on my manuscript a whole year, mm-hmm. right? It, I, I, everything was jotted down. It was ready in 2013 and published in 2014 because I really was like, eh, people might laugh at the work or whatever, whatever, whatever. I let my mom read it. My mom PhD'd up. You know, my mom went from picking cotton to a PhD. You feel me? Look, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Backwood, Mississippi, to Dr. Large. Anyway, so. I wanted her to check my workout, but you know, I knew the, the, the stuff that, that's in this book, I always was just reaching out and telling the little kids or little fourth and fifth graders I'm coaching, the values I was doing that, I said, I need to put this in into a manual. Like Biggie said, I wrote me a manual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> step by step. So, but I sat on it, scared to put it out. And so I, I hooked up with this uh, guy, Dr. Jesse Jackson out of Detroit, young black dude traveling the country, you know, and he said, I wrote 56 books. And so it was, I was at a professional development. And, and, and I said, man, I wrote a book. He like, man, send me your work. And I'm like, man, that's a dude about to jack my work, whatever, whatever. But he he read it. He called me like three days later. He said, bro, I don't need to read another book on manhood. You got it. I'm like, man, shut up. And so he sent it to UCLA, to a white dude in UCLA. Then they let a Mexican dude read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, this ain't black. You know, because I'm really too good. You know, it's uni- manhood is universal. It's universal. You know what I mean? Just yeah. the, the, the breakdown. He like, man, what you think about this? But my mom, she can write. She was English English at Jackson State and went up to whatever, whatever. But she been a playwright. And so it's like the gift. And you thinking that basketball and athleticism was a gift. I think the, my vision and writing, writing scripts and movies and books and stuff like that because the way yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's just the data that I collected. Right. But I know I need to put it out there for the world because he can't hold this back. I tell everybody, everybody should have a book published. In 100 years, when I'm dead and gone. That's still going to be there. You feel me? It's there. You know what I mean? Connecting with people. That's printed out. Yeah. I had. I remember I had uh, a principal. So so let me get back to me traveling or whatever when I left Meyer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went. I spoke down at the Million Man March. Um, I, I spoke at a community college and a bookstore. Yeah. You know, with the second million man march, two thousand fifteen. Yep, we and just so, went to the commencement of yeah. it last year. Yeah. So, so I went down there and um, just had some friends down there, and um, 
but I was traveling and traveling and, and speaking. So that's how the second book evolved or, or, or came about. It was because I was doing all stuff for men. And it was like, I sold over 10,000 copies of this, the first book. Right. Probably 7,000 were women a month. Single parents, like, I don't know, my kid is, a, you know what I mean? So I'm like, He's hey, helping my teenage boy. Right. Yeah. So I was, so I started doing like leadership conferences and I went to like a woman's conference. Mm-hmm. And then, why don't you write a girl, a book for women? And so, because defining moments of manhood really is defining moments of womanhood. You can just, everything, everything. it's the same. It's, it's, it's human. Yeah, it's, it's right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. So, being. And, that, and that's, that's how right. I ended up writing this. But yeah, I, yeah. I just want to make sure <laughs> the stuff that, the jewels that I got, I got, I got, I got to give it. I can't hold it back, but I'm holding right. it. Right, and I, I mean that's the thing. We get so hung up on one track minds. Um, this is a black thing, or this is a Mexican thing, or this is a white thing. And I'm, a, I'm a culprit of it. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I say it things happens, yeah. and it crack jokes. Good. We all right. do it. We're people, right? But we also get hung up on the one track mind of I'm just an athlete. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just a writer, or mm-hmm. I'm just a rapper, mm-hmm. or I'm just right. a this. When you're all of those things combined, mm-hmm. and the only way to be anything great and above where you thought you were gonna be is to have your body, mind, and your spirit mm-hmm. in tune. I right. mean, shit, yeah. all three of those things need to hit. Connect. That's what I'm saying. So, connecting with people is a whole different avenue. Like, right. Like you said, athleticism. Right. You can connect people through your athleticism, and they can watch your body of work. But like. If right. you can speak, you can create something that right. they can listen to right. that connects with them and gets them through that mm-hmm. day, man, they'll remember you forever. Why do you think yeah. LeBron got to where he was? He didn't get there simply because of basketball. Right. He got there from no. marketing himself. Genuine. He got there from speaking yeah. well. He got there right. from opening it's schools. He got there person. from you know right. what I'm saying, doing all these other things that regular everyday basketball stars don't do. I don't see Kevin Durant no. out there doing all of this uh-uh. stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't see James Harden out right. here doing all of this stuff. And yeah, they're great. Yeah. But well, LeBron's on another cool level on another yeah, planet yeah, yeah. because he did all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kobe was doing all that yeah. post basketball. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden that's why it hurt. Somebody hurt. told me on uh, one of my boys just, on Facebook was like, right. I don't know why you put Kobe in this bring him back list. Mm-hmm. Um I would have put his daughter maybe, which yeah. of course kids are all yeah. innocent. You know what right. I'm saying? Of course the daughter. That's a that's a no brainer. But Kobe I put on that list because of the four years post basketball yeah. where he was yeah. winning these awards, where he was writing these short films for young children. Right, you know, right. and they Man, just the kids just happen yeah. to look like him. And so, just wham out of right. that was a yeah that was that was struck. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean like that's that's what we're aiming for, and right. I'm personally glad to see more black men in this frame of work. You yeah, know, we can sit a, out here and we can joke and shit, and we can talk right, all this right. all this stuff that we need to clean up later. Right, you know, we grown, we can do that. <laughs> but when it comes to being out and helping, though, you know, black faces need to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I wasn't afforded when I moved to Grand Rapids mm-hmm. until I became an adult and started giving it back. I grew up in Flint, so okay. it was all yeah, black yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah. Like we, when I came here, I'm like, yeah, y'all got me an algebra, my guy? Like right. we did this in seventh grade, <laughs> right. like, you know, and it was yeah. all black people doing it. And then I moved here and it was all white people in the AP classes when I moved up to the AP right. classes. They That's didn't know me, so they just threw me in the bunch. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that to say anything about right. anybody else, but, like, when black people want to excel right. in certain spaces, especially West Michigan, nobody looks like them. Right. Yeah. So they get scared to be smart. Right. I don't want to go where I'm not, you know what I'm saying? They don't. They talk shit about me up yeah. there. I want to go back over here right. where my homeboys right. is at. You know what I'm saying? Like, dumbing they're all down the, there. Dumbing it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I got so many stories like that for myself. I talk, I thought I hit the lottery. Mm-hmm. I was at Dickinson, and when I went to Dickinson, everybody was on the road. It's like 85, 86, 87. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the third, fourth grade split. I'm in, It's like five third graders in the fourth grade split. You know, they don't, they don't think they do that anymore. So after the end of the year, they try to put me to fifth grade. Right. But all the homies is back. You know right. what I mean? But I'm thinking that it just did that on purpose, not knowing I tested into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But and then what's crazy about that? I was 17 in college hooping. What about I'd have been 16 in college hooping? Right. You know what I mean? Like when I won a state championship, my who was in the back room, he was 19. I was 17. Right. I had two more years to play high school. Right. You know what I mean? And I you you start I start seeing parents hold their kids back, and I'm like, dang, what if I had two more? I'd have went to do. You know what I mean? But but you know what I'm saying. But but going back to saying that you or dummy and stuff down or I want to be back with the with the normal kids or whatever. I don't want to be with the celebrity. They talking about me because I'm smart. That's a sad thing. It's very sad. It's very sad. And I, I think that seeing more faces like us, mm-hmm. uh, seeing more, you know, brown, any type of color yeah. besides white. I love, you know, white people. Right. Don't get me wrong. They're a part, right. an integral part of society. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially the ones that are doing right. Right. You know, the ones that are aiming to fix the system, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always been a case of let's just integrate these black kids mm-hmm. in and sprinkle them in. And if they don't conform to what we do, then they're mm-hmm. problem children, mm-hmm. you know? So we need more people that look like us writing books. Yeah, we need man. more people coaching. We need more people teaching, you know, educating. So, man, this is, this is a that's, glad moment for me. We man, got, that's what, you, you know, know, just coming from East Grampus too, you know, that's why... It's not that I, I tried to go back and coach. Right. Because I'm like, it, what made sense to me was I went to East Grand Rapids. This is how we were successfully proven, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. When I get done, I already knew when I was done playing my, I was going back to East Grand Rapids to coach. But when I tell you that door was shut, shut, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This don't make sense. And then it was right. like, I'm going to find this excuse. Let me find this excuse. Always. Oh, we can't do this. We, no, nah, well, all right. Well, you can volunteer. We ain't got no money for you. But that's right. weird because I done got three offers from Forces Northern. Right. Union, like, Everybody else want to pay, and it's not that I was like, "Let me get the most salary," but right. it's like I can't. I got to come to you for free, and I just right. I gave you my blood, sweat, right, too. right, right. Uh-huh. So then that's the, you know I, I had to find out what life was about, and unfortunately, being constricted to on PWI, I love right. how you had put that put that down, mm-hmm. um, predominantly white institute. Like that's all I knew. So to me, being around that environment, going now to coaching at Grammys Christian and, and being able to give back to. Like black kids, like black kids, like right. love. Bro, when I say love you, bro, right. yeah, because then it scared my staff. My staff didn't like. It. So bro. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole another story. Like, man, I'm going down because I'm not trying to go in the past. Yeah. But like, bro, yeah. but I had to see life for life. Now I'm 30 and I get to understand it. Like, I wish it was still two years ago when I was really putting my goggles on, like yeah. paying attention to this. But it's like now I get to reflect on it. Now I get to make my changes how I want to and diving right. back in. Right. When I bumped into yeah. you, I was like. Already, I, I already got to ask you because right. I, I, we need to hear this. Yeah, um, it go back to my senior year at Jackson State. I'm in school of business, my business four hundred class, Doctor Porterfield. So we in class right now. I I end up getting a D in this class and took it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's how hard this class. Was. And I didn't get a D from the work. I got D from the way I was dressed. Right? You couldn't wear a white beater on your. You gotta have a blue or a gray suit. Now I'm a college athlete with no money. I, you know what I mean? I'm running from practice. Out of the shower, you're doing a PowerPoint presentation. I'm in the middle of a presentation. She like, take your jacket off, Mr. Lars. I take it off. I'm like, no, you got to have a white T-shirt. The, corporate America, she was training her. Man, the next week, Harvard Business School came and studied her. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
It's yeah. like they come and steal and go and, you know what I mean? But yeah, I was like, wow. It's like, yeah, I'm one of the top in the country. I, t- I got a D in the class and ran. I said, uh, I still graduated with a three point in my, in my major, but I had to take it and get on out of there. It was like ridiculous. And it wasn't the great, it wasn't the work. It was dress. It was your belt had to match your shoes. It's, it's stuff like that that you, but this is the thing she was teaching us because we already fired behind. So you can't, you got to go in there flawless. You feel mm-hmm. me? So you, so you don't know what you, you come from East Grand Rapids and, and they loved you for you at the time. Right. But now when you competing for a job for theirs, you feel me? It ain't. Right. And that's what I tell I said, man, I'm not trying to train you to be the best kid in West Michigan. This is the world. You're competing against the world. Right. So what did you what you gonna bring to the table? And don't nobody like you already. You man, start, look, that's you what, starting I, off negative. They teach you that and you ain't yeah. shit. For real. Yeah. Dog. I mean that's, love, that's it. They, they teach you that, but they build you up from there. They they like and see I teach valleys and peaks. Mm-hmm. Mountaintop to the valley. You know what I mean? Grand Valley, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so you got to start off at the bottom and get there to appreciate it. A lot of people, like you said, we, you won for East Grand Rapids. So you here, and then you leave off, and you say you plateau off in life, and then you got to start something new. You probably trying to get them the same what you gave them, and they're like, I don't even trust you. A lot of people lose out in life because they they giving the same trust in what you plateaued off, and they didn't even earn it. So right. I'm, And that's how I look at myself, like I said. I ain't thinking about the state championship and all that. I've got to, I'm from, I'm like, I'm from Missouri. Show me. Yeah, show me. I'm from mm-hmm. Shelby State. Show me what you got. Cause you can tell me anything, but can you prove it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you but yeah. You something brand new. Yeah, man. Like, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you were a singer, but you never wrote your own music. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to write. Right. Your song might suck. Right. I don't know. Right. You're right. going to have to write a hit. Right. <laughs> write me a banger. Yeah. And let me watch that go gold right. or platinum first, and then yeah. we'll talk. Right. You know? like some it. numbers for you. <laughs> That's you it. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, I get it, man. Like, it's, it's always a thing of we have to work twice as hard just to get the same right. recognition, right. and we got to work three times as hard mm-hmm. just to get valued more. Right. So, I mean, it's it's just it, man. They, they show up. In corporate America, we know what it looks like. Mm. For us, it looks like conforming. Right, right, right. You know, they still got laws on the books where we can't have our natural hairdos. Mm-hmm. Man. That tell you instantly they right. don't. Really, it ain't built for us. Right. We didn't kick the door in, and we done made waves generation after generation, right. and it's getting like it's there's more of us every generation. Feel, right, but until that whole script flips, though, and I think that that's what. In general, that's what they don't want. I'm not going to get too political right, today. Right, right. But we all know that's what right. they don't but, want. But My message is keep it moving. If that's you, yeah. do you, and don't let nobody stop you from it. Don't let nobody hate on you from it or don't care if they are hating. You know, mm-hmm. um, Just it, keep it moving. To me, it's that token feel. Once that token right. feel goes away, you mm-hmm. feel like you're the only one. Got to be the only black man at the party. You know what I mean? Like We can't be the only ones. Yeah. On, on that level or being the ones being able to open that door. We got to have multiple. They gatekeepers, it, if you get that one gatekeeper out the way, they got five more behind right. Always. You know what I'm saying? So, if I'm the only black person at the party, I'm leaving. Dog. I can deal with like three or four of us for a minute. We like got, I stay and see my we, people we, for maybe an hour and then I'm going somewhere else. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it is what it is. Like I'm going to say hi and I'm going to top it up with you because it's been a minute. Billy. I love you, Thomas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you my guy. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going. Go. But I gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we we watching the game here. Nah, I'm straight. <laughs> now this is the thing. This is the thing, like, 
I love all cultures. Right. right. And I know for real, I, you know, right. Asian culture, white, I, I respect Always. it. But this is the thing, our culture has been so diluted in the last 25, 30 years, ridiculous. Watered down. Stolen you know I mean? from Stolen, all yeah. of it. Yeah, but, but so you go back in the 50s, it was like like 80 to 90% mm-hmm. of African Americans was married. Now it's like 6 to 10%. You know what I mean? Right. So that's a whole nother thing we talk about when in, in, when you raising our kids. Right. The, the structure of the home, you structure our lives. But we diluted from even the hip-hop culture, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From... The kids are really listening to the wrong music now. It's the influence right. is this. I tell people like, damn, it's like when we grew up and all my friends, they 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 talk about selling drugs, so people was hustling. Now they talk about doing drugs, and right. now people ODing. You like, how? excited but it's from doing man, drugs. I'm, too. Man, I'm telling you, I couldn't wait to drink Hennessy and Alize because Pac said it. Pac like, <laughs> I'm like, thug, pass. I gotta go get me some. So you gonna try what you hear in the music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you got, I got the forty on me. I got the extended clip. I'm gonna blow your brains out. And now why you think the murders is up? Because right. it's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just like I'm that. Try it. It's all for me. Yeah. So, yeah. but but and, and I love you. You know, like you say, you can listen to King Von or whatever, and he telling a hell of a story. Now I know it's entertainment, even though they live in that life. But people really believe and swear by it because mm-hmm. they don't have a strong enough mind to know. That's what this is the music, and I'm rocking right. to it. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? LeBron gave me a shot. Like I love storytelling and all that, but you think Brandy gonna be out there with the with the forty? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shooting right. somebody? Not because he telling his son. You know, Lil uh, Brandy was on well, there. Man, smoking. Okay, man, man, what is you doing? Oh my bad. Yeah, because he a child, and it's how he didn't he didn't crucify him. He got it. It's time. It's teachable man, moments. He, that man got home. He moments. said he ain't had no. He was off all social right. sites. He yeah. was supposed to be playing. Right. Teachable moments. He was supposed to be on you. Twitch with Odell Beckham playing. So he was like, that's Nah, what, he, he nah, ain't gonna be on tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he call you in a week. Nah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what but it you, is. But, but you need those teachable moments. Like I said, I love all music. I said I love all culture. But you got to make sure you got some. We get back to the core values. You know, mm-hmm. when you dealing with consonant dissonance, you know, what I'm saying, make sure you don't conform just because they say you conform. Right. I, I talk about that in, in my in the second book, Who's Taking Care of Our Daughters, talking to young girls, you know what I mean? Because I tell them, I'm straight up, you know what I mean? Now, men, if it's 10, 10 girls with them legs up, we're going to bust one. We're going to try to do it. Are you wanna, Do you want to be a, a rental car or do you want to be on the showroom floor? You know what I mean? Because we all got a debit card and go to Enterprise and rent some, but who got credit to go to Berger? You feel me? Man. So I tell girls that. You know what I mean? They like what well, I said. I'm telling you, we man. It sound bad, man. but the message is real. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm real I need to bust one. That, that's how the little boys say. It ain't nothing against you, especially the young. We're not talking yeah. about forty year old yeah, women nah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about sixteen year old kids. Maybe, maybe still early twenties. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The ones that are more apt to get pregnant from right. someone they ain't gonna see down the line. Right. You know. So. At the, that's, so that's keep real. them miles down. Keep yeah. them miles down. You know Speaking I mean? of teachable moments, uh, okay. do you have anything ready? Like, do you happen to have a teachable moment you could read for us out your book? I look. This is the thing. I'm gonna tell you like this. I, I wrote it. I don't need to read it. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. I, I love it. Look, man. I look, say, we hey, need, look. I, I we got a, we got about maybe five minutes left. All right. So and we want to for you to give us an excerpt. All right, so, um, something that's gonna leave an imprint on yeah, the block. Sure you ready for directly this out the book. Look directly. Look, from I don't look. The pages. This my stuff, so I don't have to read. Yeah. 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 So, so in the, I end up writing. Um, like, so the first chapter in defining moments of manhood. I shot a, a short trailer. You can go on YouTube and type my name up, and it'll mm-hmm. pop up. It's called Gravitational Pull, and it, it, it breaks down three young boys. 
I chose one kid to play all three of us, but you see the different ways. They, it's not who you are, it's the environment that you grow in. Mm-hmm. So in the second book, Who's Taking Care of Our Daughters, the first chapter is called You Said, dot, 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 dot. So it's about broken promises and fulfilled promises. So I end up writing um, letters from daughter to parent, right? So I got four letters. I end up writing a movie script too. That's gonna do numbers. I know that. But okay, all right. So all right. what I'm gonna do is I'll I'll um I'll recite a letter yeah. from daughter to parent. Okay. Let's do that. Y'all ready? So it go like this: Dear Dad, I'm writing you this letter because of what you said. You said you'll always be there for me. What God spoke to me and let me hear you tell your family, friends, and coworkers that you got a princess now and you're going to give me all the tools for me to become queen. But where were you at when I needed a hug from my dad? That's why I began chasing boys at an early age. I got bad grades on purpose so you would come up and talk to the teachers and hopefully you will whoop me just to show me that you cared. But you never showed up. I tried dance, sports, and other activities because every time I come to your house, all I see was you concerned with what was on the television. But why, Dad, at all my games and recitals, all I see is my other friends' dads showing up to cheer them on. This killed my self-esteem. But I'm only writing you this letter because of what you said. Sincerely disappointed and neglected child. Feel me? Yikes. Man, look. Right? I wrote that right. on a plane. Like, I was listening. Guess what I was listening to? I was listening to Nas, right? Mm-hmm. Black Girl Lost. Diamonds are shining in the fine. That goes. Yeah, I was listening to that, and I just, so I just. But the reason I can write that, I know some deadbeat dads. Right. You know you what I'm saying? My homies, you know what I'm saying? I got home, you know what I mean? I seen yeah, it. Yeah, so I was on a field trip. With my daughter was like second grade, right? And every time I go to the field trip, they throw all the bad kids with me. But at the end of the field trip, we the most successful, mm-hmm. most successful group, group right? And they balling and having a good yeah. time. I'm like, because you know I'm gonna get them close. Yeah, yeah, but that embarrass me out here. I got you. Okay, we gonna go over here. We gonna get the popcorn over here. They like, what? Yeah, yeah. Because they don't already wrote these kids off. But they don't even know these kids probably didn't eat yesterday. Right. Feel me? Right. I'm gonna get to that too, but I know we're gonna. Oh man, no, 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 no. It's it's your. I mean, oh, okay. It's your time, but we can know. tap. We can tap in for another five. You okay, know, so, that's all right. So I got, like I said, it's four letters, right? It's all you basically you said. So, you know, so it's too bad. That's kind of a bad one. And yeah. I got another one. Now, now I had a. Wait a um, minute! Don't say it's bad. Now it's just raw. It's, it's real. Like people, it's people scared to take the bandaid yeah. off, man. Right, right. And, and don't you right, right. Don't ever talk right. down on that. Yeah. So, 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 you're right. So let me reword that. Get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but or, or I say I got two challenging ones and I got two successful ones. Mm-hmm. Right, letters. You know what I mean? But uh, they all gonna make the parent when they read it feel a certain type of way. Right. So. I, I, I used to do book signings when I anytime I drive a book I have a book signing book release and for this one I had three girls read the letters but I had one letter I would not let them read I would only read mm. y'all ready for this? alright so check it out so it goes like this Dear Mom I'm writing you this letter because of what you said you said I'd be a better version of you what confuses me is you tell me how to you try to teach me how to get over on people and I have no friends. I find myself in a circle of turmoil. 
Mom, I think it's crazy that you told me never to lie to you, but you make me lie for you. You remember the time when we went to see the social worker and you told me to tell the social worker that I was hearing voices? You said the money and the checks were rolling every month. But since the money and the checks been rolling in, all I see is you getting your hair and nails done more. Yeah, I watch my little brothers and sisters, but you give me $15. But out of the $15, I got to order the pizza. Mom, I can't lie to you. I'm only 14 years old, the same age you were when you gave birth to me. Mom, I just want to let you know that I'm pregnant. Sincerely, a better you. Because that's what Man. you said. That's what dot, you said. Dot, dot. But you want me to be a better version of you, but you... Man, the visuals I got for the movie, like, yeah. the, they choke, she choking the girl before she going to the social worker. Like, we gotta get this money, we gotta get this money. But I done seen that before. I had a tenant, I, I had a tenant in one of my houses mm -hmm. that um, was renting from me. The mom, boyfriend was messing with the, her daughter, but the daughter was telling her mom right. that, that, and she didn't believe her. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? So stuff like that, but in this, in this situation, how many times you had somebody get some cable in your name or whatever? You're 14, you done got the cable in the name. But how you gonna mess my credit up before? You want me to be a better version Man. of you, but you beating me. Before I'm even right. 18. Yeah. It's backwards. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it's, it's definitely confusing. But um, the reason I won't let a, a, a young girl recite that, it was because of what it said at the end. Mom, I'm pregnant. Sincerely a better you. Because the, the, the whole thing is she was loving her little brothers and sisters so much she wanted one of her own. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Something to love. That's mine, though. So them reading it. Yeah. But have no idea how to treat the child because yeah. wasn't yeah. treated right herself. So now you got generational curse. was raising curse. kids at Generational, generational curse, generational curse, right. generational curse. So, I've seen it. Yeah, within, within my mm -hmm. own family. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we all, we all have it close <laughs> to us. Like, so, yeah. so, yeah, that's just... Man, I got... I, like I said, mm -hmm. man, all, every chapter of a movie to me, man, I can really put every chapter... I got chapters dealing with neglect and this and yeah. all that. I got chapters dealing with, I got, a, I got a chapter called Daughters Rule the World. I end up writing this and I reflect it back to 20 years prior. My mom was taking care of one of my friends. She was a cheerleader at Central. Pretty girl, but didn't have the money. My mom ended up giving her money for a senior trip to go to Cancun. And I'm like, you could have bought me some J's. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? My mom tell me, Miss Wilson will run the world one day, right? So she's successful in Kalamazoo right now doing her thing. And she told, because I, I asked her, can I put her in a book or whatever? And uh, she like, well, I tell that story about your mama all the time. Before she had breakout sessions, she's like a community liaison in Kalamazoo mm -hmm. doing her thing. But, um, but yeah, so you really got to be speakers and doers of the word. You feel me? Mm -hmm. That's it. You got Just because you're talking, what you going to do? Man, I ain't look. with that, man. I'm telling you. Look, look. look if, if somebody said, man, you talking, <laughs> you telling me we fighting at 3 o'clock. I'm still on you. You feel me? I'm waiting on this. Right, right. I'm not you waiting. You said we're going to wait till you going to give me yeah, a Yeah, at 3 o'clock. We right. fighting at 3 o'clock. Right. Oh, right. Meet me by right, the man. basketball we'll court. Right, <laughs> right, man. right man. After school. I'll see you in the parking lot. Yeah, no, you're going to see me right now. So, so, 
But 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 saying I'm not dissing no other author or anything like that, but that's yeah, my yeah. work, so I can spit it like that. Yeah, no, and I ain't read this in forever. But you that's should, that came though. from your yeah, heart. It spilled yeah. out on the pages. And, and. It should be a part of you. I that's probably true. said it better than I actually can read it. <laughs> hey, the tempo. That's that narrative. You feel me? You feel me? I probably said who what. Right. But it's all good, man. I appreciate you guys, man. I hope. Man, look. Kenneth Cortez, <laughs> uh, we Bobby Dose. The Network King. We had right. Eric Large in the building, the author of Defining Moments of Manhood, mm-hmm. and also Who's Taking Care of Our Daughters. Right. Uh, available with what? Well, EricLarge.com. I got it. My, my website is EricLarge.com, but I got to revamp it. So um, you can Under email me. We will re-announce yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I do a lot of business via email now. So it's large underscore Eric at Yahoo.com. And I, I'm like Master P, too short. I'm out the trunk, you know what I mean? Because I'm on Amazon we and got everything em. like that. We got him. But Amazon, ain't nothing against Amazon or anything like that because it's good for my global market. But it's more so financially. I mean, it's, it's X amount of dollars that you have to print books up or whatever, whatever. So I do a lot of business just strictly off my email. Large underscore Eric at Yahoo.com. The man yes, is sir. maximizing his dollars, y'all. We'll be talking about the blueprint on that yes, soon. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> right, so right. this is your boys from the Block Podcast here in the home base of the Mobile Lab Studio. Yes, yes. And we are signing off. It's been another hit, y'all.